Cockerham, and just hope each and every one of you are safe today and in our home with your families. And we wanted to look at a couple of verses here in 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Paul tells us, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. So Paul is telling us here that we should be examining ourselves. I find that uh, many Christians today, we go along and never examine our life. Uh, and this is something we should be, uh, should be doing, examining ourselves. One of the biggest problems I've seen over the last few years is that there isn't any conviction uh, on the part of many Christians today. I know whenever I study for a sermon, most of the time when I'm studying or just reading the Bible or reading an article, and I read many articles, that I do get convicted many times about things. And so uh, if we're a born-again Christian, even though we have that new nature, we also have that old nature. And I'm afraid many times I think some of the problem is is we really don't know uh, even that we're in sin. You know, we can sin in thought, word, and deed. And as I've said so many times, I know that uh, you can become defiled. You don't necessarily have to be engaged in an activity. You can be around it, see it, think it, whatever. And so, therefore, we find that uh, we can be convicted about these things. A lot of Christians today are not convicted uh, about anything. And this is one of the things that uh, John sixteen eight talks about is the Holy Spirit came to convict of sin uh, and judgment and righteousness and that we, uh, as we're convicted, we should repent of those things that uh, may be uh, disobedient to God. Another thing we need to realize, the Holy Spirit is the one who produces the new birth or imparts the new nature in other words, when we're born again, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. We should have new habits. Uh, we should have new, a new thought pattern. Actually, what we really need is a, a biblical worldview that we might know the difference between right and wrong. I see that many Christians today really don't, cannot differentiate between right from wrong. Uh, they listen too much to culture and society. Uh, rather than uh, staying in the Word of God. That's the only way that you'll know right from wrong, good from evil, is by staying in the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will convict you uh, of the difference. So when we're saved, we're baptized into the body of Christ. We are indwelt uh, by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit takes up permanent residence uh, in our lives. In other words, uh, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit worked in through and around the believer but he did not take up permanent residence. And so in the New Testament, uh, the Holy Spirit takes up a permanent residence in the believer, but not in the Old Testament sense. And then there is the anointing of the Holy Spirit there in 1 John chapter 2. I hear a lot about anointed singing and anointed uh, preaching, but the Holy Spirit is the anointing. If we've been born again, if we've been indwelt by the Spirit and uh, we have been truly uh, converted, we have the anointing. The Holy Spirit uh, is the anointing. And not only are we anointed, but we're also sealed by the Holy Spirit. 
Ephesians 1.13 talks about this ceiling, which uh, represents uh, ownership. It represents uh, identity, uh, security. Uh, many times in the Bible, different individuals were sealed, and this ceiling has to do with uh, ownership and identification and security. And not only that, at the point of salvation, we are given the earnest of the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1.14. The earnest of the Holy Spirit is that guarantee, that down payment of a future inheritance. So just like when we put a down payment on a car, expecting uh, a full payment, we also, when we're given the earnest of the Holy Spirit, God is giving us a guarantee of a future inheritance. But not only are we given a earnest of the Holy Spirit, we are gifted by the Holy Spirit. In other words, we are gifted with different gifts, uh, maybe just one, maybe more than one. But these gifts are be, to be utilized in building up the body of Christ. And so if you're a Christian today, you should be trying to identify the gifts that God's Holy Spirit uh, has given you. And then we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18 through 21, Paul talks, Paul talks about being filled with the Spirit. That means we're to be controlled by the Spirit. And as we stay in the Word of God, the Holy Spirit operates through the Word of God that we might be controlled uh, by the filling of the Holy Spirit, that we may be a witness. And in Romans 8, 9, and 16, uh, we are given the witness of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So as we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and reading His Word, uh, we are given a witness a validation that we're truly born again. And then there is the restraining of the Holy Spirit, 2 Thessalonians 2. Uh, one day there, that lawlessness will embody in one individual, the, uh, the man of sin. But the Holy Spirit is the one that's restraining this man of sin until the church is taken out there at the rapture. So the church or the Holy Spirit operating through the church is what is restraining this individual from appearing. I believe his appearing is very soon. So we as Christians, we have, should have some conviction that we uh, are truly born again. We have the Holy Spirit witness. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 7 that we're to love one another. This should be an innate love for one another. It should not be a hypocritical love or a feigned love. It should be a true love for one another. We have to realize that uh, we're not employees. We are a family, uh, and we should uh, love one another as family in the body of Christ. So we're to love one another, but also in 1 John 3, 9, we should not practice sin if we're a born-again Christian. I like what uh, Warren Wiersbe tells us. He says, a person who can enjoy deliberate sin and who does not feel convicted or experience God's chastening, had better examine himself to see whether or not he is truly or really born of God. He goes on to say, counterfeit Christians were trying to convince true believers that a person could be saved and still practice sin. John does not deny that Christians sin, but he does deny that Christians can live in sin. And so if you're experiencing or living or practicing sin in your life and you don't have any conviction, <laughs> then uh, you need to examine yourself. 
Paul says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. You know, this is one thing that's really scary to me, that many Christians don't seem to have a desire that we uh, are to examine ourselves. In other words, uh, you know, check yourself out. Paul tells us twice in the uh, New Testament to examine ourselves. Over there in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, examine yourself. And he also tells us not only concerning our service, but he also tells us concerning our salvation. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. I believe that is uh, more important today than it's ever been as we see uh, or see the urgency of the hour in the light of the Lord Jesus' coming. So we just thank you for tuning in, and uh, you just stay safe, and I believe that we'll see this thing come to pass uh, real soon. So have a great day, and most of all, keep looking up. Thank you.